Welcome to the Hope Collective Message Podcast, where we find a confident expectation of a better tomorrow in the character and promises of God. To learn more about who we are, visit thehopeco.com. Here's today's message. Um, my name is Aisha Ben Crusciuto. Um, I'm on staff here at the Hope Collective, and I'm able to read God's word for you this morning. Um, If you have your Bibles, we will be in Psalms 119. I will be reading verses 89 to 90 in the NIV translation. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth, and it endures. The word of God. Good morning, Hope Co. Good morning, morning, Hope Collective. Listen, I'm excited to be with you all today again. um, I know the last time I was here, you know, I was breaking plates. um, And I got in a lot of trouble because I didn't watch a text message in time. So we had to buy April some new plates. I'm glad April's still with us. And... And that her and that on yesterday celebrated an anniversary, so it didn't end their marriage. So come on, give God some praise for that. <laughs> um, I'm also glad to have Dave, our pastor Dave Mudd and Natalie back. Come on, give it up. Um, I oftentimes say, you know, sometimes, you know, you like people to take vacations and take rest. But um, sometimes when the glue that keeps everything going or your leader is gone, it does create some anxiety for some people. And I'm glad that they came back. Some people say, a little birdie told me that Dave really wasn't out of the mix, you know? I don't know about that. I think he was. I think he was out of the mix. Um, I also want to just say this morning, um, Rama is here. Um, and it's so ironic that Jess came for the first sermon. Rama um, was over our seniors of the Hope Center. And recently, she stepped down and allowed someone else that she had been mentoring to take lead. So I just want to say thank you, Rima, for your service. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service. Um, Listen, I'll tell you guys this, and pastors and leaders and those of you who run companies, uh, finding people who are passionate about what they do and when they're called to it, it's so difficult to find sometimes. And we just praise God for those that he put in place, but that they have the ability and the grace to anoint another successor so that the good work continues, all right? So give God some praise for that. <clears throat> now, I know y'all looking at me and like, ooh, Terrence got on a purple suit today. Look at him. <laughs> no, I did not go to black church this morning. Just letting that, let that be known. You know, I was here, you know, in prayer with Ken and the rest of the elders and all the other people that come here and pray before the services start. But I thought since last time I talked a little bit about that and you guys gave me a bit of slack when I walked out in the lobby saying, no, wear your church clothes that you wear to the black church. It's okay. As a matter of fact, Dave got so inspired on yesterday after this wedding that he says every first Sunday there's going to be dressed up okay. (laughs) Nah, (laughs) that ain't happening. (laughs) But I'm just warning you guys like I did the first service. Uh, You know, my, my voice is a little gone because of worship, but... I just come off of the cusp of the GLS, Global Leadership Summit, that happens annually at Willow. Um, Amazing. Amazing. I always have to go there every year. And then I had my wife and I had the nerve to get up at 2 a.m. on Saturday morning to go to the uh, sunrise service in the city at the 63rd Street Beach, where thousands of people showed up um, to worship God and to baptize 400 people in Lake Michigan. So that's just my warning that I'm ready to take off. (laughs) So for all of you who've been sitting there, you got your wigs on tight, your tracks, brothers, you got your hats on, I'm just letting you know that I'm ready to take off. I won't be apologizing because everybody here said, don't apologize, it's preach, Terrence, preach. Well, you never tell a black black preacher to preach. (laughs) All right, let's just start there. I have the privilege of talking or preach, speaking on the fruit of faithfulness. And what, like the preparation of this message, 
that God has given me to give to you, it was difficult. Because it's hard for me to speak on faithfulness and not think about how good God's been to me. In my darkest hours, he remained faithful when storms were going, when I was about to lose everything, he remained faithful. And so the whole time while I'm speaking, even though I may be reading, I may be trying to be calm, just know inside of my head, I'm like this. Hey! Woo! You just don't know how good, how faithful he's been to me. And I know y'all probably a little bit entertained right now, but when I tell you he's been good, he's been faithful, he's consistent, he never fails. When, he spe- when his word says that he will show up for us, he actually does show up for us. Whew. In the uh, first slide, Hebrews 11 and 1 in the NIV version, it says, Now faith is confident in what we hope for, And the assurance of what we do not see. It's the evidence. It's the confidence of what we hope for. It's that thing that like, man, I I trust you. I believe you. But I don't see see the evidence of it. Everybody stand up at your feet. By the way, I'm a participatory person. All right? So if you thought you was going to be entertained, you're going to help me. All right? Everybody stand now. Give God. (laughs) Clap your hands and give God glory. That was good, better than 8 o'clock. So give yourself a plus. But I said clap your hand in to give God glory. So let's try it again. Clap your hands and give God glory. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You get an A plus. You can sit down now. Now as you sat down, none of you, and I mean not one of you, Sat down like this. Like nobody, nobody thought that the chair wasn't going to catch you. Nobody did, right? As a matter of fact, you had full confidence in that chair that when you sat down that it was going to catch you, right? Faith is the confidence, right? So you guys knew the chair was going to catch you because you've had experience of sitting in that chair. But what if somebody had knocked one of the legs from under it and there was only three legs? Where would you be? On the ground. But God's faithfulness, it's like when you sat down in that chair. He is always going to catch us when we are about to sit down in the place that he's called us to. Now, just because you don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't experience the same way, it's still the same. His faithfulness never fails. Tell your neighbor, his faithfulness never fails. Now, faithfulness is an essential quality that underlies the relationship with God and with others. Let me say that again. Faithfulness is an essential quality that underlies the relationship with God and with others. Now, it can be in fact stated that faithfulness, it can't it can't actually exist without relationship. You guys understand that, right? Faithfulness, it can be in fact stated that faith cannot exist without relationship because the number one thing, it underlies the relationship with God and with others. It's him that has placed something inside of us When he formed us from the dust of the earth, he didn't just do it for us to look pretty and for us to put on nice suits. He actually did it because he had a purpose in mind. Okay, y'all follow me? So everybody say relationship. Relationship. I know you think of a relationship and you think that it's only about you hooking up with somebody else or, you know, but relationship actually has a meaning. And this is the meaning I found. Relationship meaning the way in which two or more concepts or objects or people are connected. You following me? Or the state of being connected. The state of being connected. Have you ever had a friendship that was hollow? 
It will surface. It's an annual thing. Some of you, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Some of us have an annual relationship with church. Huh? Come on, I know they got them in your family. I can say, what holidays are they? Give me one. And what's the other one? Christmas and Easter. Huh? And maybe your parents' birthday because they wanted you to come. Mother's Day. Definitely not Father's Day. <laughs> but relationships is about being connected. It's about being connected. The Bible says that if we um, confess the Lord Jesus, right? And that if we believe in our hearts and confess in our mouths the Lord Jesus, that we shall be what? Saved. There's a connectedness when we do that. But the relationship with our maker doesn't actually take full um, place until we continue to keep proximity. He's not a one-night stand. He's not a hit it, quit it, and split it. He's a constant, repetitive relationship. I know they got your Snapchat, so what? It's not a connection. I know they liked all your posts, but guess what? It's not a connection. Relationship. Everybody say relationship. So faithfulness we can establish can't actually happen without relationship. There, there has to be a connection, all right? In the NIV version or the translation, faith is used 270 times. Derivative of faithful is used 83 times. And then, of course, faithfulness is used 59 times. So let me just break this down for you because sometimes I think we can confuse all, all of those, right? Faith, what I found, is uh, a different definition. Here we go. Faith is a strong belief or truth in someone or something, especially in the absence of tangible evidence. Everybody say tangible evidence or proof. It is often associated with religion. This is a, like, this is not a spiritual definition I'm giving because we already know what faith is, right? It says often associated with religious beliefs, but can also refer to truth, sorry, trust or confidence in any aspect of life, all right? That's faith. Now, faithfulness. Faithfulness describes someone who is loyal. If I say loyal, loyal. reliable, loyal. come on, and steadfast in all of their commitments. That's, that's interesting, right? Relationships or beliefs. It implies that staying true to one's word, promise, or obligations and being consistently devoted or reliable. You see the difference? Faith didn't go all the way there, right? Faithful goes a little bit deeper. Now, here's what God put inside us as one of the fruits. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is the quality, quality or state of being faithful. It refers to the ability to stay committed. Everybody say committed. Loyal. And devoted to someone or something over, check this out, a prolonged period of time. Sustainable faithfulness. So you're telling me, if I was talking, if I was describing this in, say, a love romantic relationship, faithful would be, uh, you got a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? You guys are cute. High school sweethearts. Faithfulness says that I'm willing to commit my life to you till death do us part. Faithfulness puts a ring on your finger and say, girl, you know what? I'm going to be with you forever. Faithfulness allows us to go through the storm, the rain, the struggles, the letdowns, the heartbreaks, and say, I am not going to move. Why? Because every time we mess up as children of God, guess what? He always forgives us. He always forgives us. Every single time we mess up, he says, come here, my son, I forgive you. Confess your sins before me. I am faithful. I am just to forgive you and not only forgive you, but to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 
I know you're in a dirty world. I know you got some dirty friends, and I know you've been gossiping. I know you've been talking about your boss. As a matter of fact, you're probably even talking about the preacher. But guess what? I still love you, and I'm forgiving you because why? I am faithful. Faithfulness says from God to us that I cannot lie. Somebody say, he's a promise keeper. I'm here as a witness to tell you that he keeps his promises. Woo! I'm trying to, whoo! I'm telling y'all I'm on the rocket. Proverbs 27 and 8 says, <laughs> y'all going to crack me up. <laughs> Proverbs 27 and 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But a kiss of an enemy are deceitful. Faithfulness. Faithful, sorry, faithful are the wounds of a friend. I know that some of us, maybe not all of us, but at some point in your life, I guarantee you all of us have had this experience, even as a teenager. You sold your life out for God. You say, you know, I gave my heart to the Lord. I've been studying my word. I've been showing up to community group. As a matter of fact, I went to Storyline. I went to, like, uh, I went to get my deliverance. You know, I, went, I did all of this stuff. And you know what? I only thing, only thing I asked God for was for one thing. I asked God for that one thing, and God didn't do it. Sometimes God would wound us and heartbreak and, 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 and broken trust with people that we have relationship with, all, excuse me, all so we can get to the posture and destination that he's calling us to. Even in his own transition to paying the ultimate sacrifice for us, he had to be wounded. So that we can have eternal life. Yes. It had to happen that way. Yes. I hope y'all understanding me. So just because he didn't give you the house, the car, the job, the marriage, the relationship, it does not mean that he's not with you. Right. He is with you. He is with you. T tell your neighbor, say he's with you. He is with you. All right? He is with you. So check this out. The only way that I can do or produce what he has already placed inside of me is that I have to have proximity. I cannot be in a relationship with my maker and only show up when I need something. If he's faithful to us, then we have a responsibility to be faithful to him. In this world that we live in, on earth, and let's not talk about the whole world, but let's talk about America. Because that's the hot topics every time you turn on your social media, every time you turn on the news. It's something going on in America. But I am here to tell you that America is in the state that it's in because of us. We have not lived out faithfulness to the world so that people will know it's not who you vote for that's going to change our situation or our circumstances. But if we're connected to the source of faithfulness, his vine is producing in us what the world needs, which is our fruit, so that it can line up the way that God intended for it to happen. And so who's to blame? It's not the presidents. It's not the mayors. It's not elected officials. It's not the school districts. It's us. So today is about calling into account, God, where do I need to show up and be more faithful? God, where did I draw the line that I became so distant from you and what you were producing in me, knowing that I needed the substance to remain faithful in the earth rim? Whew. Let me keep going. <laughs> so to bear the fruit of faithfulness, we must stay connected to the one who provides the substance that we need to produce what's already inside of us. 
Last fall, I, I got, you know, um, I don't know, when you got a house, you kind of like just want to go around and do stuff. And so I never grew up with a tree. Um, well, I guess we did have a tree outside, but I never grew up with a fruit tree. <laughs> and so we bought this house two years ago, and there was a fruit tree, a peach tree. And um, it was really some really good peach. I was like, man, I got a house with a peach tree. Praise God. <laughs> but then the next year, the tree didn't produce no fruit. I was like, what? I got tricked. Did, she, did, they put those, did they put those peaches on that dresser? <laughs> and so I go out there because I heard from somebody on the farm that if you cut the tree back, if, you, if I wound the tree by cutting some of its branches, that it could come back the next season. And God, oh, to God be the glory. I went, I, I got home the other day, and the tree just sprouting with peaches. I was like, look at this. I got my camera. I was like, look at my peaches. Look at my peaches. <laughs> God is good. And I got so excited. I got so excited. I, gra- I reached up, grabbed me one like this big. I was like, man, this is a good peach. I tried to take a bite of it. It wasn't ready yet. <laughs> Just like some of us. <laughs> yep. We're just not ready yet. And you're stepping away from the source before he's done doing what he wants to do in us. So everybody in the world, you're so zealous. I'm going to, I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to lead people to the Lord. I'm going to, and you're not ready. And every time they take a bite, they're like, ooh, you a Christian? Just bitterness all over our country. Standing in pulpits and still not ready. Going to Bible studies, still not ready. And so God gave me that revelation. Just wait. Stay the course. Stay the process and tell your neighbor, keep coming. Don't get mad. And what's being said, just keep coming. And so these were, the, these were the definitions I found of faithfulness before I dug a little bit deeper because I told you I've been wrestling with this. Faithfulness defines being dependable, loyal, and trustworthy in our commitments and obligations. Faithfulness is a vital aspect of our spiritual journey. Check this out. As it mirrors God's faithfulness to us. We can't mirror him if we're not in relationship with him. If you're in relationship with him, your life will change. I promise you. It may change to the point where you're uncomfortable. Like I I talked about this at the early service, um, the characteristics of faithfulness. Check this out. Consistency, being steadfast and unwavering in your commitments. You can't say, God, t- boy, God gave me that job. I prayed for it. He gave it to me. And then all of a sudden, three weeks later, oh, man, I can't believe this. I hate these people. <laughs> you can't be the employer saying, man, I prayed for this person. They got all the skills we need. They're going to be amazing. They're going to be amazing. Look at this person. I got them. Thank you, Lord. And then he's like, oh, my goodness, we made a big mistake. Ugh. I got it wrong. Sometimes we don't get it wrong. God speaks, he leads, he guides. If he said it, trust me, if we stay the course, he will perform just what he said. It's not going to look or feel like, because faithfulness is not about a feeling. It is what it is. Perhaps he's doing something he's never done before. And as I said in the first service, When Dave made the decision and the elders to make me the executive director of the Hope Center, this was unusual because I don't fit the mold of the collective, if you didn't notice. But because they were led by the Spirit and my response, and Dave says this, he used to say this a lot, he don't say it that much no more. I don't know if I'm not doing a good job or what, but... He used to say, he used to say, 
Man, I don't know why you would like, like, why would you do this? Because <laughs> it's not the pay. What he, what, what he had to know is that Terrence decided a long time ago that I do not accept jobs. I only accept callings. Amen. When you accept a job, you, you can get three weeks in and be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But when you've been called to an assignment, that says that I can endure the process. Storms may come, I may not fit in, but God is organizing, he's orchestrating, he's moving things around to do something he's never done before. Can the church say amen? But you got to say consistent. Consistency important. The next one is trustworthiness, being honest and reliable, fulfilling your obligations. We got to do that. You can't just say, yep. Sign me up for this. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to be a part of community groups. I'm going to lead this. I'm going to do that. And then you're not reliable. You say you're going to volunteer and help out, and then all of a sudden, are you the person that people know, oh, yeah, they're just talking. They have good hopes. I mean, intentions, sorry, but they're never going to do it. You cannot, young people, young people, y'all looking at me, teenagers, you got to be reliable, right? Your word has to be your word. You can't say, okay, mom, I'm going to do my homework or I'm going to take out the garbage and you don't do it. It starts there. <laughs> and then it follows you the rest of your life. <laughs> Loyalty. Loyalty is about remaining devoted to God. Everybody say God. God. Our relationships. So, no, so hold on, look, look, follow me. Loyalty is about remaining devoted to God. Everybody say God. God. Our relationships. And responsibilities. It's, it's, it's devoted to God and our relationships and responsibility. I have to be loyal to that. Because if I'm not loyal to that, then I'm not staying connected to the source. Because that's who he is. Every time that we have a situation. I, I, well, maybe everybody else is different. But every time I've had a situation, I know him to be loyal. Even when it looks like there is no way out. I remember two years ago standing on here and you guys all praying for me for a situation to happen. Some of you will remember that. And that situation, even though that situation didn't happen and it got dark, God says, you know what? I didn't want you to get that because it was going to cost you as much as it took you to buy it. It was going to cost you even more to keep it. So what does he do? He gives us something better. Way better. You don't have to go in and do any work on it. It's already done. And I've just had a little old lady living in this big old house by herself for seven years because I was waiting on you to get here. But I had to be obedient to his voice, loyal to his voice. The last one is diligent. Showing perseverance and dedication in all that we do, even when it becomes challenging. There are some challenging things that happen in our lives. As a matter of fact, we're living in some very challenging times. Even when with sending our kids to schools, challenging. We don't know if there's going to be a shooting. We don't know if somebody's going to teach them something that you don't want them to know. We, like challenging times. But we have to remain postured in a way that what God has already placed inside of us, the fruit of faithfulness, that we are showing up in all of those situations with what he's already given us. Can the church say amen? amen. Now, oh, look at that. I got some slides. <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted. <laughs> so examples of faithfulness. I had a question for you. We talked about God being faithful to us and how he shows up. When was the last time you were faithful to him? How do you show up for God? Or is it, and if I ask this question right now, and I'm going to skip. If I was to ask this question right now, if you love God, raise your hand. The whole room. One person didn't, which I respect. 
I'm like, I don't know about this loving God. Who is he? Everybody raise their hand. If I was to ask you, is it an unconditional love? Or is it predicated upon your comfort? Meaning that I love him when my life is good and everything is going well. I love him when he keeps giving me what I'm asking for like a spoiled child. But can I love him and be faithful to him when all hell is breaking loose? Nothing is going my way. My bank account is on negative. My relationships, not only with my spouse, but with my friend, everything is unstable. Can you still love him? And can you still be faithful to him? I want you to, I want you to think about that for a minute. Because faithfulness says that even in the midst of my doubtful mind, I know that he is consistent. And so if he doesn't come when I want him to, he's definitely going to be there when I need him to. And maybe my moment of storms and chaos and confusion is all a moment for God to exercise that was inside of me so that I can produce what he's called me to produce. Think about it. In Proverbs 28 and 20, it says, a faithful person, check this out. This is the blessing of faithfulness. A faithful person will be richly blessed, but one, but one eager to get rich will not be unpunished, will not go unpunished. That's powerful. Because in this generation, we're taught to chase the bag. And for y'all who don't know what the bag is, that's, that's the money. We're chasing a bag when God is trying to bless us with a basket if we remain faithful. You know, the two fish and five barley loads. Remember that? I keep going. And James 1 and 12, see the clock. And James 1 and 12, blessed is the one who preserves under the trials because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. To those who love him. Now, it's important that we get this love, like the relationship, who, that, who those relationships is with, who we're loving, and that that love is unconditional. It doesn't matter what happens. We're in it. All right? I'm going to go to um, the next one. Galatians 6 and, 6 and 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we what? If we what? Y'all talk back to me. If we do not what? Tell your neighbor, don't give up. I know you've been struggling through this service, and you're like, man, Terrence had me at the beginning, but I, ooh, I feel a little sleepy now. Don't give up. Come on, tell them don't give up. You have to keep pressing. You have to keep going. You cannot give up. I know church could be messy because we all got our stuff, but you cannot give up. If God be God and he is, surely he will perform and do exactly what he said he would. Every single time without fail. And you don't have to play the lottery to become a billionaire because God is still God. Can the church say amen? amen? I don't know where that stuff be coming from, but there you go. In Psalms 119, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. It don't just stop with my mama, my grandmother, my great-grandmother. His faithfulness is through all generations. Whew. You establish the earth and it endures. If all of this is true, and I mean all of it, why is the earth so damaged right now. And the only conclusion that I've come to is that we aren't doing what he created us to do. It's a hard reality. 
And I'm talking about from teenagers on up. Even babies know how to go out and encourage and be kind and be joyful. We aren't doing our part. We're showing up, but we're not <laughs> kind. We're not carrying the spirit of joyfulness. And we're definitely not being faithful. And so in this moment, in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is what? That he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. This is an eye-opener. You mean I can't study my way to please him? I can't sing my way to please him? I can't dance my way to please him? It's impossible to please him without faith. Because the very, the, the, the very being of who he is requires us to believe that he is who he say he is, even though we can't physically see him. And so today, can I get everybody to stand up? I asked one of my, one of my guys to come in who traveled a great distance to be here with us this morning because as God was giving me this message, I saw something in the spirit. And we started off saying, can the worship team learn it? There was enough time for the worship team to learn the song, but I saw it this way. Because sometimes, unless you've gone through a series of uh, events in your life or You've not always had the comfortability of, of having a privileged life. It's hard to sometimes make the connections of a faithful God. My parents have always come through for me. They always provided for me. My community has always been safe. We've never had to worry about how food was going to get on the table. But if you've ever been in a situation and you don't know how it was going to work, you've never had the call on the faithful God to know that he can do miraculous things in your desert. I want to invite all of us to go someplace today in the spirit. And I know that the modern day church oftentimes is not led by the Spirit, which is sad. We serve a spiritual God who came down, wrapped himself in flesh. So that we can make our way back to a rightful place with him. But yet, the very vehicle that he allowed to exist to keep us connected in relationship sometimes is not led by the Spirit. And therefore, our homes and our families aren't led by what? The Spirit. But he's not stopped being faithful. So I want to invite an army of people to the altar who said, you know what, Terrence? I could stand to be more connected because I know that God requires more from me. I'm uncomfortable and this is not normal, but I'm going to take the step of faith. And I want to pray with you today because I've learned, I feel like the key to any success, the key to any calling is to trust him and have faith. So I'm going to invite you to come now.
I don't want you to think twice. Just come. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come on. Come now. Come now. The Bible says that warning comes before destruction. I don't know why God put this on my heart and why I was chosen out of all the speakers to make this this declaration of this talk. But I know that God wants to move. And so, yes, I called in some reinforcement. Because God is wanting to build a bridge to be connected to you so that nothing blocks you from getting what he's calling you to. Every single one of us in here, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, even if you have a disability, there is a purpose for your life. And for all my teenagers, because there are a number of you in the room, the enemy is coming. And he's coming with all kinds of tricks through social media, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. And he's trying to pull you in a different direction, creating distractions. I need you guys to come to the altar. Every teenager, come to the altar. Before we pray, we're going to make this declaration. If you don't mind, can you just lift your hands and close your eyes right there? We're going to sing about the faithfulness of our God. Father, you've been faithful. God of Abraham. You're the God. Sing, church. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you say. Though the storms may come and they blow up, From the rising sun, from the right setting of the same, I'll praise your name. See, great is your faithfulness, oh my Lord. Come on, put a praise right there. Lift up your voice and worship Him. You've been faithful all my life. You've been faithful. You've been faithful. We're gonna say it. God remains to age, though the earth may pass away, your word remains the same. Whoa. Your history can prove there's nothing you can do. You're faithful and true, though the storms may come.
make this declaration. My hope and firm foundation. Sing it to the Lord without the music. Come on, great is your faithfulness. is rejoicing. Great is your faithfulness. There's something happening in this moment. Somebody may have not gotten next to you to pray with you, but what's happening now is between you and God. There's no interference. There's no interruptions. And what God is doing is he's bringing back to life that which he put inside of you. So I just want to seal this with the prayer. So, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the fruit of faithfulness. God, we thank you that you were faithful even to the very end and coming back to life all for us. Lord, there is someone that's here at this altar today who has been struggling in the area of hearing you, being obedient to you, or even just living out what you've given us on the daily basis. For some, Lord, it's about not having enough faith to believe that you could perform a miracle for them. So, Father, today I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that right here from the Hope Collective and out through the world that you are empowering your people even if they're watching online. God, that you're about to shake some things up and allow them to have a walking on water experience of your power, of your healing, of your deliverance, of your breakthrough. Father, in the name of Jesus, we believe you that our kids, our teenagers, are even going to begin to move in the spirit. 
Your word declares, and a child shall lead them. Lead them on their sports teams. Lead them in their classrooms. Lead them in their neighborhood. And even on social media, God, lead them. I pray for every parent, every grandparent, every auntie, every uncle, every father, every mother. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give us the ability to be led by your spirit and to be faithful to the very end. And we thank you for it, God. We say to Satan, you have no power, you have no authority. We belong to the Most High God. We shall do exactly or be who exactly who he called us to be, regardless of our situations and our circumstances, in the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Give God some praise. Clap your hands to a faithful God. As you continue your day and as your week continues, it is my prayer that something was said or done today that you can take with you. And if you can't remember anything else, just keep reminding him of how faithful he is. Great is your faithfulness, not just to us, but to me. And because you're faithful, to me, Lord, I am committed to being loyal and faithful to you. However you need me to show up in this world, I say yes. If you want to join Alpha, please stop at the community corner. If you want to be a part of the Hope Center and the fantastic work that our volunteers have been faithful and committed to doing and serving our community, stop by the Hope Center hub in the back. May God bless you and keep you this week. God bless you. Thanks for spending time with the Hope Collective. If you appreciated this message, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. You can also leave a rating or review, which will help other listeners find us online. Thanks again for joining us.